of the two chit chat chicks and I'm going to be going solo today chatting about some tips and tricks from my wise mama in honor of the upcoming Mother's Day celebration. My mama passed on some years ago now and um, I just feel her every single day and so many things happen in the course of a day that make me giggle because I think of her whenever a red bird flies by I think of her Um, and when the digital clock has some fun number like 823 which is the beginning of our phone number or it's 1234 or anything that sort of I don't know, like twig something for me. I always say, hi, mommy. So I make it a practice to think of her every day. And um, I just automatically do, actually. Plus, I have these little nice little triggers is maybe not the right word because they're sweet reminders of my mama. And whenever there is something like that, I say hello. Hi, mommy. And I just really feel her presence and that she's looking down on me. So hi, mommy. This episode is uh, a tribute to you. We're the two chit chat chicks. Minus one this week, but Edie is with us in spirit and will be returning next week. So over to me and some memories of my magic mama. These are tips and tricks that I've taken away from you. And I just thank you for them, my sweet, wise mama. Okay, so one of the things that my mama always did she had somehow enough food in the freezer to feed a bunch of surprise guests. And uh, I don't have this. This is not in my repertoire. So (laughs) sorry, mommy. But I was just always amazed, like on Sundays, quite often after church or youth group or something, uh, we would bring home this just barrage of friends. And there were three kids. And so there were a lot of potential visitors, not to mention my Omi and Opa who lived across the street and my other grandparents who lived down the road and relatives that were over a lot. But there was just always enough to make it happen. It was almost like Farmer Boy, the mom from Farmer Boy, who <laughs> making these incredible breakfasts every single day. Well, my mom could do that any day of the week, but she was a master of it on Sundays, and she would just take things out of the freezer and start whipping things up, and I, I don't even know where it came from, but it was all made by her and delicious. So kudos to my mama for that. Um, and uh, maybe, I don't think I've passed that on to my kids either because I didn't do it, so oh well respect. Okay. Um, Another fun thing is that my mother, while she was a good housekeeper, she was not afraid to shove things into strange places in the event of unexpected guests. So every once in a while, we'd have, you know, somebody call up and say, oh, I'm stopping by. Uh, So it might be Tanta Marichin down the road, but I do remember, or, you know, I don't know, just... We lived, we lived in the countryside. Uh, there were lots of omas nearby, uh, lots of widows and uh, women, elderly women who would pop by a lot. But also, 
We did have relatives living across Canada and many still in Germany. And um, this one particular time, Brunhilda, Brunhilda, uh, von Deutschland, but maybe she lived in Ontario at the time. I'm not sure. Anyway, we got the surprise phone call saying she was staying with some other relatives and she was going to pop by for coffee in the afternoon. And I happened to be home on this day. Maybe it was a sick day or something. But the way my mom and I flew into action, I will never forget it. She was like, Leah, just get or Leahin, just get everything and shove it anywhere. I don't care where. And we were pushing. There were, I don't know, usually the house was quite organized, but dirty dishes were going into the oven and I, I think it may have been before the day we, we had a dishwasher uh, and we had these stairs that my father had constructed that lifted up and we kept our shoes in there but we just stuffed things under beds in the steps in the oven in cupboards it was a disaster I think it took you know weeks to find things that were missing because <laughs> They had gone into random places, but I was always very impressed with my mother having done that because, uh, yeah, she wanted to make a good impression. And usually she did without that effort. But, you know, don't be afraid to shove your things into uh, odd places because you can retrieve them later. Now, another habit my mother had, which was maybe a little bit embarrassing, but I look back on fondly now, is that she always insisted that when we had friends over for dinner, that they try whatever we had uh, for dinner. And I, for whatever reason, I had picky friends or we had, you know, some strange foods that they were not accustomed to, I'm not sure. But my mom would say basically to them, you're not getting any dessert. And my mother did make dessert every single day. My mother baked every day. <laughs> so, and that was, that was the good stuff for sure. Uh, so basically my mother had this rule for not just her own children, but any other children visiting that unless they tried and maybe even finished their plates off, they were not going to get the dessert. So, <laughs> That was, she didn't make exceptions. Another thing my parents did regarding food was they made us eat oatmeal every day um, of our lives, essentially. And the deal with that, too, was unless you had all of your oatmeal, you weren't going to get toast or Cheerios or, or you know, any of the other things that we quite liked uh, unless we had the oatmeal first. So porridge every morning, except maybe one day a week we had Sunny Boy, which is like maybe the American equivalent is Malta meal or something, I'm not sure, a Red River cereal. And then one day we would also have cream of wheat, which was even worse than <laughs> the oatmeal. So, ugh. Anyway, they, th they thought this was, you know, manna from the gods and we needed to eat it. And we choked our way through that every single day, nearly of our childhood. And uh, yeah, that was not something that I remember fondly, but <laughs> But, and to this day, no, a big no to oatmeal for me. So there's that. Uh, my mother was a proponent of not spending extra money on things like shaving cream, etc. So anything slippery that you could shave your legs with worked. I remember uh, several years ago, she was on the conditioner bandwagon. And uh, that was, so that's what I still do. I shave my legs with hair conditioner. <laughs> 
<laughs> thanks to some tip my mom gave me a long time ago. But my sister mentioned it the other day too that yeah, we were we were all chatting. My sister, my daughter Charlotte, and me. We were having a Zoom call together, and Charlotte was talking about shaving her legs, and Nicole said, "Yeah, anything slippery? That's what mommy did." <laughs> so yes. Okay, another thing that we love to do, thanks to my mama, and again, my sister has more plants than I do because I live in an apartment in Beijing, but that is, my mom was big on deadheading. She was just always out in the garden deadheading her flowers, and to this day, I get a lot of pleasure from that, and you know, it makes, makes them keep, keep blooming. Blooms come up faster if you deadhead, so do your deadheading this spring and summer, folks. Don't forget. Uh, another saying that my mother had, which <laughs> was often true, was first the laughter, then the tears. And uh, so whenever we were getting a little hysterical, which tended to be like on a Saturday night, we'd maybe have our friends over, my mom would have our hair in rollers and these pink rollers, and we'd be horsing around and being ridiculous and um, putting on shows, uh, Nicole and I would, and my brother too, after he'd finished his NHL hockey night in Canada. And um, we'd, just, we'd just be a little manic, and my mom would always say this, either in German, as does laugh something like that first the laughter then the tears and inevitably there were some tears but uh, <laughs> my mother was um, always hoped for the best but prepared for the worst so maybe that was part of it I'm not sure Another thing we grew up with was my mama hanging her clothes out or our clothes out on the line. And it was, oh, nothing is better. We live in Beijing and, uh, and we don't even have a dryer, though sometimes we put things out on our, our enclosed balcony, sometimes with heaters in the winter. It's not the same, but nothing like fresh clothes off the line on a breezy day right so we had the wooden pegs and uh, we were always out there hanging out the hanging out the clothes and I know my sister Coley still loves to do this and when I move back to Canada next year I think that I will get a clothes line installed right away because love it Okay, my mama also always made her own jam, and I think Anthony, my brother, still has a few vintage jars of her famous Damson, Damson plum jam uh, sitting around. She made the best jam, I and I don't remember ever seeing any store-bought jam in her house, and whenever she came to visit any of our houses, she would always bring along uh, jars of jam for us as well. She made fabulous freezer jam. She also did jam in the, um, what's it called? The, hello, <laughs> shows how long I've been out of the kitchen, the pressure cooker, uh, but she just, I don't know, her jam, she was famous for her jam, and we put jam on a lot, and on the rare days that there was not dessert made, we would, we would have uh, bread and jam, or my dad would, for sure. My dad was never without jam, so... <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, my mommy always really, really believed too, as, as do most people, I guess, but in taking, she lived it, taking care of her parents. And as I said, we grew up across the street from my grandparents, her, her parents. And, um, 
they were so close and we we had many 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 of our evening meals together and after my opa died and my oma started to suffer from dementia my mom took it upon herself to uh, just just do everything i mean it was it was a very very hard time in our family but my my mother sorted everything and arranged her work schedule such so she could spend a lot of extra time with my Omi when she had um, moved to a facility that could take care of her better. And she just showed the deepest love and respect for her mother um, always. And it was a beautiful thing to, to watch and see and an inspiration for us as children. So yeah, take care of your parents. Another thing that my mother did was she accepted her circumstances. Her life wasn't always easy. She was a refugee, um, um, came, came to Canada when she was um, just a preteen or in her early teens. But even so, she was like put into a kindergarten class because back then, um, education-wise, the pedagogy was not... <laughs> not very evolved it would seem and was like well if you have no English then you go in with the kids who are who are babies anyway I think that was one of her biggest humiliations in life but it was also I think pivotal for her because she certainly had her share of challenging times through her life but she met every day with optimism she met every day with a desire to do her best to care for others to work hard and to not complain my mama was not a complainer and i think of all the lessons that i take away from my mama it is just to live each day with kindness and compassion and to accept where you're at and move forward from there, doing your very best. So that, that was a big thing. So another thing that my mom did, she was full of opinions, uh, but at the same time, when it came to really big life decisions, she tended to bite her tongue and let her kids make her own, their own choices and their own mistakes. And, um, you know, there were, there were many of those. <laughs> speaking for myself and you know she never said I told you so or anything she just really believed that people I, I, I think you know she learned that telling people what to do or how to do things was not was quite fruitless and that experience was the greatest teacher so that's what she gave us experience she allowed us to have our own experiences and to go through what we needed to so she wasn't a saver, you know, she didn't jump in to save the day. Instead, she was a supporter. And um, yeah, love, love, love my mama. So it's not quite Mother's Day. Uh, next week, we will be having a Mother's Day episode where we talk about some of our favorite moms from fiction from movies and TV, and we invite you to tune in for that as well. This is just being a little ditty to um, help you think about how you can appreciate your mamas all year long. And if you've lost your mama, how you can be someone who exemplifies the characteristics of what a loving mama can be, uh, even if your mama wasn't that person to you. The fact is, you don't even need to be a mother 
to be able to share your love with the world. That's, that's being maternal in my, in my mind. And I invite, I invite you all male and female, uh, to, to show that giving side that my mother showed me and yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's time for the chit chat challenge of the week. So your challenge this week is to think of ways that you can share your kindness, your love, your compassion, and your tips or tricks that are valuable with other people in a way that uh, people will want to receive them <laughs> and may just remind them of their mothers. So that's it for this episode of the Two Chit Chat Chicks. Uh, we'd love it if you give us an endorsement on the uh, podcast app that you're listening to. Reviews always help more listeners find us. And uh, we just want to thank you for being a loyal audience and um, joining us at the Chit Chat Coop on Facebook as well. Really fun place to hang out and um, meet other people who are listeners to the podcast and uh, have fun together. Edie and I will be back next week with an episode, another Mother's Day episode. This one about some of our favorite moms from fiction, movies, and TV promises to be a good one. We've got a lot to say, and uh, we look forward to seeing you then. So for now, bye-bye and cluck, cluck.